0: Here we're ready to go. We're revved up. Engine's running. It's time for another preview of the weekend that belongs to MMA, and it really belongs to the UFC. Dominic once again, Uh UFC 275, the fourth ever UFC event out of Singapore, the first on ESPN Plus pay per view. Look at these stats. We got two title fights on this card along with a highly anticipated rematch between the best women's fight of all time. They're running it back. It's only three rounds, but it should be fireworks, Yavanna, Weili Zhang, along with a host of other great fights. Uh, Before we just hop right in, Dominic, I do want to ask you, I believe as we're recording this Wednesday, we are a couple hours away from tip-off of Game 3 of the NBA Finals between... The Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors uh-huh. series tied one to one. Very fun game so far, even though both have turned into blowouts by the yeah. end. Yeah, I'm curious, who do you have won in the whole series and how many games? I know it's a little cheating because we're already two games in, but I'm curious.
1: That's a great question. I mean, really, it's not too bad cheating, right? One a piece. It's basically now it's the first to three, you know, instead of the first to four. <laughs> I, I, I would. I, there's something about a game seven that always just feels special, you know. So I, I would like to see it go game seven. Who do I think takes it, though? <sighs> I feel like even though the Warriors and Golden State have had that big bounce-back year, you know, after the dull season last year, the injuries with Clay Thompson and whatnot, I feel like it may just be Boston's chance to get back to what they once were. Jason Tatum, get his chance to get that first ring. And, you know, that star-studded cast, they have a lot of just phenomenal role players, you know. And he's leading the charge I'm going to have to go Boston in 7 Right now
0: You know what's interesting about both these teams Is I think they pride themselves on their role players Yeah When you look at both sides I mean Jason Tatum had kind of an iffy game one But then you have guys like Al Horford stepping up Uh Well who am I forgetting I mean Marcus Smart's been big for them But I'm thinking of like role players like
1: uh, I mean Jalen Brown's still a great player
0: well, he's like a star player. Like, yeah. as, uh, who's that? Who's that white guy that shoots all threes for him? Uh, the, oh boy! Uh, he was a rookie. Pey- Peyton, uh, it's Peyton something. Peyton Manning. Okay. Well, Dom's a Clippers fan, so he probably <laughs> doesn't watch much competitive basketball because they're not a very competitive team. But, anyways, <laughs> um, that was good. Yeah, the Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Where you at? You know what I mean? <laughs> Non-existent. Now. On Golden State's, then you got like the son of Gary Payton. Gary Payton, the yep. second. Uh huh. Um, that guy from Michigan that shoots a, that shot like a half court shot last game. I forget his name now.
1: Wait, Draymond Green from Michigan? No, that was Michigan, Michigan State. 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 Sorry. yeah, Michigan State. Oh <laughs>
0: but, You know he had a half court shot last game. You know what I mean? I, I know what you mean, but uh, I don't we're, know. We're obviously you're about. M- we're obviously MMA guys. I forgot. I'm talking to a guy that used to ball in high school. I mean. Yeah, he played like two minutes a game, but I figured he'd know a little bit of it. Hey, it was a you know? great two
1: minutes, too. It really was. It really. I'll was, give you the but, best uh... two minutes of your life.
0: <laughs> I'm going to actually double down with you, Dom. Well, I'm going to bypass what you just said. And I'm going to say I'm also going game seven. Yeah. But I think the Warriors take it because it'll nice. be at home for them. So I think they'll That's true. That's true. Take it. I think they'll take it in Golden State game seven. I think it's the last hurrah. For, I mean, Steph Curry's still elite, but, you know, Clay yeah. Thompson's not, like, the same from his, like, two-year layoff. Draymond Green, yeah. still, you know, a big... Uh, he has a big impact on the game, obviously, in, like, ways outside of just scoring, but he seems to be slowing down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of the last hurrah for that trio. And um, Boston will be back. That's what I'll say. So Boston fans, please don't, you know send me death threats, I don't know, just... Hey, yeah.
1: way back in the day, like, those were your boys, right? The original <laughs> Big Three, you know, I the remember team that, those The days. team that
0: got me into basketball was the the Big Three Celtics. Rajon Rondo, yeah. that was the guy that I really was a fan of. I was a big yeah. Rajon Rondo fan, so it doesn't give me any pleasure, even though I don't really consider myself a Celtics fan, but, Golden State... I have money on them to win also, so maybe that plays a part in it. But.
1: We love a little betting
0: bias every yeah. now and then. Yeah. So, you guys aren't here for basketball. You're here for MMA. You're here for UFC 275, so we're just going to hop right in. The main event, Dominic, of UFC oh. 275. The light heavyweight title is on the line. Glover Teixeira coming off his miraculous late in his career title victory at mm-hmm. UFC 2. 67 in Abu Dhabi. He's looking to make another well a first title defense here and make a title reign Um, He's not looking to just be a flash in the pan. He is though an underdog in this bout plus 170 is the sitting champion and he's taken on one of the most interesting characters in the UFC a modern-day samurai he's got a hairstyle that feels like he was around in three thousand twenty two, not two thousand twenty two. <laughs> Yuri Prohaska, minus minus two hundred as we sit here today, Dominic. I think these odds might be a little skewed, maybe a little, just a little too much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now we'll talk about that, but I, I got to get your thoughts here on the matchup first. Glover DeShera, we all know what a what a. I guess it was one of the 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 more. the thrill and the agony, right? It was one of the bigger thrill moments of 2021. Mm -hmm. One of those moments that you, it just makes you proud to be a fan of the sport, to see a guy like Glover DeShera, who's been around for so long, get that unexpected title win at the age of, he's 40, isn't
1: he? He was 41 when he won it. He's 42 now making the defense.
0: (laughs) Okay. So with, with that, Here he is looking to defend that title against Yuri Prohaska, who is a much younger, much more athletic, um, maybe some would say more dangerous uh, of the two here. But my my question for you to start is, what made Glover Teixeira not just win the title, but dominate the the champion at the time, Jan Vlahovic? And what can he do here To replicate that performance?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because, like, Yuri and Jan are so different too, and just the way that they move about the cage. But it's always, you know, especially like we're looking at Glover again, he's 42. This guy's tallied off six straight wins to get back to where he is right now with that title around his waist. And I think he's just used his veteran expertise at the end of the day. This guy's been there, he's done that. He's got 40 professional fights, 21 fights inside of the UFC. And he's always been in there with the best of the best. He's seen it all, Noah. So no matter how much of a wild man that year he is, more than likely, no matter what he does Saturday, Glover's probably seen that before unless he pulls off another spinning back elbow or some crazy shit. But I, I think that's what it is, the experience, the uh, the ability for him to stay composed in tough situations. Because we've seen him down in some of these fights, even like the Anthony Smith fight, uh, the Tiago Santos fight, even in the, a little bit of the first round with Jan Blachowicz, nothing crazy. But still, just he turns these tides, and once he flips the switch, then it's over. He is essentially able to force his opponents to wilt under his pressure. And you know most of these six fights that he's won have been via finish as well, so that's just another feather into the cap of this miraculous uh, run. So that's what it comes down to for me, the composure being able to get out of sticky situations. And again, once he makes those adjustments, you're likely going to be on the losing side of uh, that fight, whether it be a decision or a finish. He's just so experienced, man. And it's a big factor in this fight as well.
0: Yeah, Glover does have the most finishes in light heavyweight history for the UFC, by the way. So um, obviously a guy who doesn't go to the scorecards near as much as uh, you might think on paper. Now, I'm actually... I, I do agree with you that that the intangibles for you, for Glover Teixeira have to play a factor. I mean, he's such a veteran. He's seen it all. He's got a lot of history of fighting. I mean, he's been doing it for such a long time. He's been very active, so he's still uh, remaining very competitive and 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 still just all in. You know, he's still mm-hmm. he, he he's not very committed to this end of the road. Yes, in interviews he might say. You know, I think I have a couple left or one left or when I lose the title, I'm done. Whatever he might say, that's not really how he's training, though. He's very much still in form of these. I'm sure he's adapted, but in a lot of ways, it's very similar to how he was 10 years ago. He's just mm. very committed to what he does. Now, I'm going to disagree with you in one part, and that's that I don't necessarily think that his key to victory Is those intangibles. I think Yuri Prohaska is so good at this point, I think we forget that he also possesses a lot of those same intangibles. I mean, yes, he's much younger and does not have as many fights as Glover, but he still has over 30 fights, Dom, and Mm -hmm. most of those before the UFC, being for a promotion like Ryzen, which is one of the better promotions outside of the UFC if you're looking at talent. So... Uh, Yuri Prohaska has been fighting elite talent for a long time, even though this is only his third fight in the UFC. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that when you look at what Glover has been excelling at at this point in his career, you know, he is slower. He doesn't quite pack the punch uh, as far as one-shot power that he used to. But Dominic, if he can get you to to the ground, drag you down, and land some ground and pound, there's not too many better than him at that. And Yuri Prohaska, in some ways, is very untested in that aspect of his game, at least with the best of the best in the UFC. Uh, Yuri Prohaska's two fights before this coming against Vulcan, Uzdemir and Dominic Reyes, two very good fighters, but not fighters that implemented that kind of game plan. Right. Yuri's a wild man, an absolute wild man, Dom. I mean, he's so unpredictable, and uh, we can kind of transition into his keys to victory here, but... I think that unpredictability will give a guy like, we were just saying, like a uh, Glover Teixeira, like a Jan Blachowicz who maybe depend on those intangibles. He can give guys like that fits because he's mm-hmm. so unpredictable. He doesn't seem to do the same thing twice or put the same combination of factors together. So it's hard to get a lot of reads on the guy. But yes. um, a lot of people, you know, it, it's hard to, it's easy to like Yuri Prohaska. It's easy to buy in to him as a title challenger, as a champion, He's that he's an elite light heavyweight dom. But what I'm having trouble doing is believing that this guy can have this style and make a firm title run out of it. I think he's elite. I think he's all those things. But I also think he's firmly capable of losing a fight because he puts himself into a lot of danger, into a lot of openings. He takes shots to give shots That makes him, um, what's the word, susceptible to a guy like Glover who is so aware of some of his own limitations that he fights maybe safer and more smart than a guy like Yuri Prohaska fights.
1: Oh yeah, very much so. I mean, Yuri is the definition of kill or be killed when he gets inside of the cage. Uh, We've talked about how he can just enter with reckless abandon. Yes, he's so dynamic. He's so powerful. He's very light on his feet. He's just a a freak athlete, really. The way he's built um, and all of his abilities physically are are insane. But it is just, I I would love in this fight to see some sort of middle ground for Yuri. Because one, I do think we're going to see him potentially have to fight off takedowns, fight off the ground game, which would be something uh, worth noting for his future, of course, if he can or cannot do that. But even when it is on the feet, I mean, let us not forget, Glover Teixeira is an incredible boxer in his own right. Yes, right. no, already said he doesn't have the one-shot power anymore, but he puts together crisp technical mm-hmm. uh, combinations, and Yuri likes to get hit. Well, he probably doesn't like to get hit. He's not afraid to get hit. But uh, a mindset like that going into a title fight, that just can't be, uh, can't be successful in my opinion. So I think if we can just see a Yuri that's still aggressive, still willing to go in for the kill, but then pull it back and just kind of analyze a little bit more what his opponent's doing. That could be a very, very dangerous year, A. Poroska. It's just a matter of will we see it? Because this is his biggest test yet right here.
0: Well, you, you don't think that that style can can be successful in a title fight? I think it definitely can be successful. I mean, look at how, how much success he's had in his first two fights. He had two knockout finishes of high... Former title challengers, you know, I mean, of course mm-hmm. it can be successful. He could be completely unpredictable and knock out liver to Shara in a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. But I, what I think the word I would use instead of successful, you're saying this, that that style can't work in a title fight. I think it's not sustainable. I think if you if you string that together over the course of a few fights again, it yeah. worked against Vulcan. He took some shots. Dominic Reyes, Dominic Reyes will take he had the upper Slash hand. Flash Coyotes. Yeah. Yep, Flash KO'd him, but he still ended up with one of the best knockouts of the year. Mm -hmm. Is this where the luck runs out? Or, you know, luck, proverbial luck, but you get what I'm saying. Is this where it runs out? Is this where he runs into a test that's too polished, too just skilled for him at this point in his career? That's a good question. I can't wait to have that answered. And uh, Dominic, I wonder if there's any other factors to this fight. You know, some of what we're addressing is maybe things you would see on some of your other podcasts or shows that you're watching in the lead up to this card you know maybe a lot of these factors are already well known you know Glover's age Yuri's mm-hmm. unpredictability how about Yuri's relative inactivity this is very his, true he's he's been in the UFC i mean i don't know what the exact time he got signed his first fight was in July of 2020 Yep. This is his third fight and we're in June of twenty twenty two. He's literally had one fight every year yep. since he's been around. Do you think while Glover, even at his age, has remained very active, yes, he there was a gap between him, um, I guess it was when was it when he beat Anthony Smith till Fight? He, yeah, he he
1: waited for uh, when Izzy and Jan
0: fought. He kind of waited for yeah, the winner of that basically. because he was the one that kind of got screwed over in yeah. that and that whole ordeal. But yeah, it, it was like a year or so between. So, point is that I would say that Glover, whether he had a gap or not, till he won the belt, he fought in October, last October, or yeah, October. So do you think that the act inactivity, relatively speaking of Yuri Prohaska is a hindrance to his chances here? Or do you think it actually benefits a guy who takes a lot of punishment to take that kind of time off to recover?
1: You know, when you look at a fight like he had with Reyes, I think it can definitely be beneficial. Um, You know, if, if this were Glover one fight a year at 40, 41, 42, more cause for concern. Yuri right there in his prime, 29 years old. Like you said, takes a lot of damage before the ufc was pretty active in ryzen had a ton of fights there was a champion as we know so i would say while it's worth noting i think especially like if he comes in there and just looks super off and rusty i mean of course it could always go to glover depending on like what he does but i i'm not too concerned about it but it's something to have like in the back of the head if he comes out Mm -hmm. and just looks like a shell of himself but i wouldn't Mm -hmm. be too worried about it
0: okay all right well We'll talk about this fight a little bit more when we get to some of the betting stuff at the end, but we're going to move on to the co-main event, Dominic. Mm. So the women's flyweight title is on the line. The queen of the division, Valentina Shevchenko, the ruler, the second-ever champion in this division. She's held the title since, I believe, 2017. Maybe it was early 2018. She's held the belt for a long time, people. Yeah, She is looking to make, I don't know how many title defenses this would make for her. This would
1: be her is. seventh
0: if she wins yeah, the 7th <laughs> that's a lot um, trying to make her seventh title defense and it's against Tyler Santos who's now ranked the number 4 in the division so Dominic we've done this same song and dance a few times before <laughs> with Valentina yep. you know every time we we you know with Andrade we gave a little respect but then like with Lauren Murphy I mean my god Lauren Murphy if I ever see her on the street I'm running because <laughs> that woman's probably going to have a not a very nice things to say to me Um, Here with Tyler Santos, I think the general public sort of has this inevitable feeling again that, like, Taylor Santos kind of popped. She kind of rose very quickly. She has. She's very active. She rose very quickly through the ranks. I think this title shot's deserved and earned. But it's worth noting that I think a lot of the common fans, maybe the people that aren't quite as hardcore as, like, we are. that we they, Maybe they don't watch every week necessarily, but they're still, like, above a casual fan. They yeah. might still be kind of, uh, they might be kind of like, who's this, Taylor Santos again? Because like, mm-hmm. she's kind of just, it's kind of happened under our noses a little bit. I mean, we've been very aware of it. Yeah. But she's here now. She's here in a title fight opportunity. Valentina Shevchenko, minus 630, sure. which is massive. But I will note, Second best odds, or the second lowest odds for Valentina Shevchenko in her title defenses. I think with Andrade, she was like a minus 400 or something. Hmm. But here, she's a minus 630. I'm actually going to use that to start our discussion, even though I know betting's not really meant to paint this kind of picture. But is that an accurate representation of this fight, to your opinion, Dom? Valentina Shevchenko... A deserved heavy favorite due to obviously the resume and how she's the level she's fighting at. But is Taylor Santos one of the more credible opponents that Valentina has been put up against in her entire run? So
1: in terms of those odds, I do think it's reasonable. It's crazy. Minus six thirty. Yeah, it's reasonable, it makes sense. Uh listen, when you've made six title defenses, when you've lost one round in like your last 10 fights, it makes sense that you're a minus 630 favorite. But on the other side of that coin there, that question about Taylor, you know, is she deserving? Uh, can she pose a threat? You know, this whole narrative on paper. Of course, I want to say yes because she's 19 and 1. She's in her prime, 28 years old. She is beating good competition. She just submitted Joanne Wood in the first round back in November. She is a very good talent. But there are just levels to this game, and Valentina has proved it time and time again. So as much as I want to say, oh, you know, sprinkle on the plus 450 for shits and giggles, don't do that, people. You just, I don't think that you can do it. I think Valentina Shevchenko is one of the best fighters in the world right now. I think she's one of the best fighters we've ever seen in UFC history, and I think she goes out there again and does what she does best. Teo Santos, okay, listen, what we saw in December, Juliana Peña and Amanda Nunez, after that, it's scarred Noah for the rest of his life. Anything's possible in this game. It is, but it's just when someone is as close to perfect as Valentina is, you could put her up against anyone, and I would still favor her. It's crazy, man.
0: I, I definitely agree with what you're saying, but I am going to play a little devil's advocate here because, of course. you know, I don't get too many opportunities like this, Dom. I mean, like I said, Lauren Murphy, she's coming at me. It's on site, if Lauren Murphy ever sees me in the street. Yes. Probably pay you for know, like, you know, you would think the title enough for her to get her off my back. Hey, you motherfucker. Come here. Keep her to head with that damn title belt. Why I'm going to do the Devil's Advocate thing is because I actually do like Taylor Santos, just a little bit, just a little bit. Everything you just said kind of adds into it. She's 19 and 1. She she's obviously in her prime. She's looking great. Even though, yes, like Joanne Wood being kind of the win that earned her this shot may not feel like much now. Joanne Wood's a tough opponent, man. She she always is never really an easy out for most people in the division. Taylor made it look pretty easy. I think before that, Taylor had manhandled Roxy Roxanne Montgomery. Yeah. Yep. Um, Taylor really did earn her stripe. She really worked her way up. She, Got each matchup was a step ahead. It was to answer a certain question, and she's done it. And she's not only been really good at getting fights to the ground and um, dominating her opponents there, but she's getting finishes too, which is uh, something worth noting in this division, I think. And I and I do think Dominic that for Valentina Shevchenko, she's the best fighter in the world. I mean, there's no doubting that she's or the best women's fighter in the world. Sorry. Rephrase. I mean, she might even be the best fighter. Yeah, now, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> definitely an argument for it. And yes, Juliana Pena's victory in December, like, it's kind of just, like, made me just, yeah, it scrambled my brains. It, it literally yeah. turned them into scrambled eggs. I mean, that's right. just all you can really say about it. This fight, if Taylor Santos won, as I hit my, my last I was time, about to <laughs> say, got a little shaky there. <laughs> It would be ten times less surprising to me than Juliana Pena beating me. Mm.
1: I like that. I like that.
0: Juliana Pena did it. She earned it. She won clearly. But I was, again, to this point, I'm sitting here in June. Six months have passed. There There are people who had sex the night of UFC 269 who are getting close to the delivering of a baby.
1: Yes. And I'm still in
0: shock at that performance.
1: Right. You're so good at painting the picture, Noah.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Yes. And I would not have that same feeling with Taylor Santos. I still, again, I think Valentina is still just, I think she's more skilled. I think she should win this fight. Um, This shouldn't be the person to knock her off, but I will just say again just to throw something out there valentina has started talking about the whole moving up a weight class uh, these super fights with juliana who she has already beat actually when she was at bantamweight uh talked about the nunes fight you know all that stuff when for the last couple of years dominic anytime they were to ask valentina about that because remember we were not we were not very big on Heard nope. Nunez having a third fight, but it seemed like everybody else in the MMA media and on Twitter, everybody else seemed to want it for some reason. So they yeah. would ask her about it a lot. And for the last two years, she wouldn't commit to it. She would be like, "No, I'm I'm just I'm, I'm wanting to continue my run at women's flyweight, and the next challenger up is the next challenger up." That's what she's been saying. That's why some of these fights have taken place, like a Lauren Murphy getting a title mm-hmm. fight and whatnot. Because that's the next ch- next woman up. Yep. Could any of that, in your opinion, because I know you've, you're standing firm that you think Valentin's going to win this fight, but have when you've watched some of that, as it's transpired through the last couple months, has it put any sort of doubt in your mind? Like, hmm, how committed is she to this to this test, you know, Taylor Santos? Is she taking it serious?
1: I, man, I would like to say that it hasn't really deterred me a little, or any, I should say. Um obviously it's always worth noting. We've talked about this a few times on here about when champions are talking about moving up and so on and so forth. But man, Valentina just feels like she when it's time to like facet in and get ready for a fight, she just seems so laser focused on like her past to victory, her game plan. She's so just strategic and uh so intelligent when she's in the cage. I, I would I would be doing myself a disservice if I said I think it did play a factor, but you mentioning it, at least those out there that aren't, you know, maybe aware of the narrative, is definitely worth bringing up for sure.
0: Hey, man, I like to slip into those narratives. You know, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. MMA boxing, any promotion, hire me. I'm, I'm available. <laughs> now, well, again, more on this fight later. We got some betting stuff, with, but Dominic, Uh-oh. when we needed the most, when we needed them most, they mm-hmm. returned. That's the right. fight that sent us in To the pandemic age of the UFC,
1: yeah, it did. That's a little bit of
0: well, it's a little. Bit, I'm making it a little bit of revisionist history here. I mean, the last technically the main event of that card was Israel Adesanya versus Joao Romero, but that fight didn't know, happen. Well, the victor victors get to write the history books, damn it. So here here yeah. we go. The co-main event of UFC 248, women's strawweight title, Zhang Weili coming off of her emphatic title win against Jessica Draj in China. She's now like the China golden goose for the UFC. They're like, all right, we are going to build this girl up to be a star. She's got the power. She's got the athleticism, the talent. She's got some character to her, you know. If yep. She can't speak English. She's great. So they put her up against another former champion, Joanna Jacek, who's looking to get back on track. They give Joanna a title by Joanna. Probably still, even with the losses to Rose, probably the best women's strawweight of all time, if you go off of the resume. She's got so many more. T- she's got more title defenses, like you made note of not uh-huh. too long ago. She has more t- title defenses than every other champion has combined since then. So she's, yes. she's a beast, right? So they get matched up, co-main event, UFC 248. Dominic ends up being the best women's fight of all time. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Slight controversy, but I think the fight was so good that people kind of overlooked it. Yeah. Not everybody agreed with the winner here. Of course. jean Weili Lee gets the nod. She gets her hand raised, belt wrapped around her waist. Joanna looking like Megabind, disappointed. Yeah. Um. Fast forward, here we are. We had a whole ass COVID that came through. <laughs> yeah, the time it took to get this rematch. Just look at all, look at all these things I'm painting over here. You know, I right. know. I'm Picasso, I'm Picasso with the right hand, and Bob Ross with the left. I'm just, i just doing nothing but painting pretty pictures out here. That's right. So, here we are, June 2022. They're finally going to run it back. It's only three rounds. Unfortunately, but now Zhang Wei Li lost her title to Rose, lost yep. in an immediate rematch to Rose in a close yep. five-rounder. Ioana has not fought since that fateful UFC 248 card. I got to know your thoughts, Dominic. What What's pulling at you in this matchup? How did you score the first fight, and how do you think these two taking their routes, which that's under I understand it. Don't feel like you have to give too much of an answer to that because we probably (laughs) that fight we haven't watched. That could change by the day though too. (laughs) But I'm curious what elements are grabbing at you here because these two went coming off of that amazing fight, they went in like completely different directions. Whaley kept fighting. Yes, she took a layoff because it was a beating that they put on each other. But she lost the title. She fought again for the title, loses again. Ioana has not fought since then and has seemed to kind of have one foot out the door with the whole fight game. You know, she's Instagram modeling and (laughs) not too bad, I guess. But uh, uh, I want to get some of your – what's pulling at you with this fight? What elements?
1: Um, I just want – I need to preface first and foremost that if you're coming into this fight with expectations – that it's going to did what they did in March of 2020,
0: stop. Boo. Stop. Boo. Now, boo Dom off the stage. <laughs> boo. I, wanna, I want everybody to think this fight's going to be even better than the first one, you know? <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That but, would be um, the worst thing to do is to say that. No.
1: But that's not to say it won't be a great fight still, and I am expecting a great fight regardless. I do wish it was five rounds again because they deserve it. Uh, Dana White even went out and said, "This is the number one contender fight. The winner will fight Carla." Poor Marina Rodriguez just getting pushed to the wayside. Damn it, Dana! But anyways, this is the fight, right? This is the rematch. Joanna been out, has not fought since March of 2020. Zhang Wei Li hasn't won a fight since March of 2020. There's so many narratives here. It's so beautiful, so beautiful. Um, and I just, I'm. Still, a believer in Joanna because she's one of the most elite women's fighters we've ever seen inside the UFC. But Zhang Wei Li has showed that although she is on a two fight skid, right? That rematch that she had with Rose, very close, split decision, could have went her way, right? And not been surprised. She's putting more, um what am I looking for? Tools in the toolbox. You know, she's mm. showing off some grappling now. She's Fighting with a little bit more composure, she's not just bull rushing like she did against Joanna, like she did against Jess Andrade to win the belt. Um, not that she didn't fight technically against Joanna, but when you're fighting a fight like that, it's going to get a little nasty at times. But uh, I just think this is such a great fight. It, it is coming at such a perfect time, as Noah said, because this division, while it is good, it's probably the most full, the most stacked, quote unquote, women's division at the top. It just seems kind of meh, you know, after that title fight that we had, it's just it's just meh. But this is going to add some fresh life, even though it's two similar faces. Uh, I'm very excited for it. I think, Ioana, you know, like you said, she has hinted at retirement a little bit. We'll go on. Oh,
0: no. Okay. <laughs> you just said two – you meant to say two familiar faces, but you said two similar faces. Hey, similar the, they're, – they're synonyms. Just, they're synonyms. I know. No, it's it just – it's not. But they're not
1: synonyms. But that's just funny, man. Oh, I'm glad I can give you a laugh, a chuckle. But anyway, I'm just looking forward to this fight. I think Joanna's still elite, regardless of the two-year layoff. I know Zhang Wei Li is still elite, but no, we're talking here, if she loses, that's three fights in a row. Yes, albeit to the elite of the elite, but it's hard to get back after three straight losses. Joanna, after a layoff, can she bounce back at all? She's kind of been off and on in those, when she lost the Belt of Rose, it was kind of win one, lose one, so... I'm very much excited for this fight. Uh, this honestly, this is the fight I'm looking
0: forward to most on the whole card. Wow, that's big praise. Big praise. Yeah. I, if it was five rounds, I'd probably agree. And again, yeah, who knows fair. if it even needs five rounds? I do think the three rounds kind of just takes a little bit of the wind out of the sails. Not a lot. It does just look. enough. Just enough to where, like the main events, probably the fight that I'm most excited for. I mean, come on, it's you have a lot to live up to if you're overshadowing a title fight. You know what I mean? Right. So, not, not, no love lost there. But this fight is awesome. I'm very excited that we're getting it. Five-round part aside, that little kind of um, pet peeve or whatever nitpick I have, it's just... It, 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 it's a very competitive fight still. I mean, yes. look at what these two did to each other the first time. It was razor-thin close. Mm-hmm. And... They went in just such different directions, Dom. Like you said, that I didn't even you painted it even better than me. That's the last time Whaley won.
1: Yeah. Last
0: time Joanna fought, they both took different directions. Whaley tried to be that champion, tried to continue a reign of terror, and it got cut short. It got cut in like a minute by Rose Namajunas yep. with the head kick, a fate that Joanna had felt in her own title. Yes. Ending yes. by the hands of Thug Rose. And then Whaley tried to get right back on that horse and loses that immediate rematch. Five rounds, a very close fight in mm-hmm. its own right. Rose gets the nod though. Joanna, again, like I said, been kind of non-committal to the fight game. She even got taken out of the rankings not that long yeah. ago. Yeah. And due to inactivity or whatever, um, she's been very persistent on this idea. You know, this whole time we all thought after that loss, we're like, "There's no way that like Johanna's gonna get another title fight. Like she needs to come back and get on a win streak, and then we can talk about that again." But in all of our interviews, it was always, "I want to fight Whaley or Rose. That's that's it. Really. Yep. Well, Whaley, she's been moved from the throne, so now's the opportunity for these two to be matched up with one another." I couldn't be more excited to see Ioana back in the octagon, and for Whaley to be back as well. And I just think that I—I uh, I actually think that even though, yes, with the loss, it would be you know terrible for Whaley to have a three-fight losing streak. But she's so massive, you know. If you go over to China, and she's just such a top-level fighter in this division, mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's going to hurt her that much, Tom. Especially if this ends up giving it being like a three-round banger of a fight, it's. To me, there's, I don't know if anybody can really lose here. I mean, yes, you can. But like, I just think this is a fight where we'll, I'm ready to celebrate the winner of this fight and the loser. It's just like, all right, take your time, and we'll see you here in a few months. Like The winner of yeah. this fight, I'm just ready to celebrate and say they're next for yeah. Carlos Barza.
1: I like that. And no, I want to ask one more question before we move on.
0: And I know we're, we don't we talk about our bets
1: at the end of the show, but just a quick like betting question: What do you actually make of the odds being Zhang Weili minus one sixty five, Joanna on the comeback plus one forty five? Even though that first fight was literally flip a coin and see who wins, what do you think about that? Two years removed, being that kind of, I mean, that's almost two to one for Zhang Weili.
0: Um, yeah, I guess it is sort of close to that. I think these are like perfect. Okay. And here's why. I know I know you're asking me because you are on the opposite. Um, but the reason why I think these are probably perfect is because I personally thought... Now, I haven't watched the fight in a long time, but I did personally think John lee won the first fight. Yes. Uh, yeah. Just ever so slightly again. But, you know, now with all the scoring criteria mess that's out there, like, who knows, <laughs> maybe I didn't score the fight for her. But, um that's not even really the big reason why I think these odds are justified. So I know Jean Whaley hasn't won since that fight, but if you look at the fu- the second fight with Rosanmuna, I mean, she's still a yes, lead for in sure. this division. She doesn't look like she's missed a step. She doesn't look compromised from this very war with Joanna she had the first time. You know, those kind of fights they can they can do something to a fighter. Like you look oh, yeah. at Rory McDonald in the rematch with Robbie. Rory was just never really the same after that. He's still very good, but just something was always missing. With Wei Li, I don't feel like that's the case. Yeah, she got caught in the first fight. Second fight, though, she looked like she is still adding things to her game. She's not just... Who who she is here might be completely not different, but might have even more wrinkles than the last time out. The big reason why I think these odds are fair, accurate... The layoff for you. Yeah. And not just the layoff, Dom, but it's the non committal to her career.
1: Yeah. And I understand it. Like again,
0: she has made a lot of money. She's been a champion. She's done she's fought in all these big fights. She's good. She can go on all these vacations and celebrate and mm-hmm. not have to worry about, you know, the things that some of us have to worry about in life. Good for her, she earned it. Yeah. But it was from a lot of accounts she wasn't in the gym all that much you know the last couple years it's you know she's very much been kind of a one foot out the door fighter yeah now do i believe that she's been very committed to a training camp for this fight yes of course i think she she's back on the horse and i think she does she wants to get this win but i do think she would like to get her title back as well i don't think that she's just here for a uh not here for a long time but here for a good time. I think she's committed to trying yep, to make right. another run out of this. But I do think that that could be a, it could be a good thing for her to take that layoff. You know she took a beating against Lee again. The head people mind. I mean it was crazy. Yeah, it was bad. But it could also ring rust could become a factor here. And in a 3 round fight Yeah. You, it's going to be harder for her to have to ease in if that's something she has to do. If she if she's going to be a slow starter in a five-round fight, you can get away with that a little bit easier yep. than you can in a three-round fight.
1: Yep. Love that point. Love it.
0: Anything you want to say about the Betty Nods, or do you want to save it for... Um...
1: I I mean I'll save most of my faults for the end. I mean, I'm a little surprised it's that steep. I mean, again, it's not like an absolutely just sloshing of, of the lines. I figured I don't know, like a maybe like a minus one thirty or so for Zhang. Okay. So I just I, I there's more value on Joanna's side than what I anticipated when they announced the fight is all.
0: I will say if they if they really increased it for Lee at all, then it starts getting a little more surprising. Like that for you. Yeah. Like A minus 180, I'd probably be yeah. like, Oh wow, really? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, fair again. More on this whole card coming up, people. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned, yes. But we do have to talk about just a few little things for fight announcements here. Not been a lot of news going on, it's been kind of a theme as of late. But luckily, we're here for a pay per view, so yes. it feels like it's, things are just popping, you know. Left uh-huh, uh-huh. But as far as for the fight announcements, we do get a pretty disappointing one for the sixth time since. He lost in a title fight in 2020. No, sure. Alex Perez Man. is in a canceled bout. That's all we canceled. talked about. Cancelled. Oh, done. Him not Oscar moved. Oscar not all. rescheduled. <laughs> Crazy. They said it's unclear if Alex Perez is going to. And Marcel's the one that uh, I, I read tweeted this. By the way, shout so out Marcel. Alex Perez. So it's it's Askar Askarov who's pulling out of the fight. Alex Perez. It's unclear if he will remain on the card. This is the UFC's uh, card in Long Island. Long, Long,
1: in Long, Long Island?
0: On Long Island? I don't Either know. or. I think it's an island. I guess you have to be on it, not in it, right? True. I don't know. True. I don't know. But uh, this is the sixth fight, Dominic. Two times with Askarov and four times with Matt Schnell. Of cars fame, have the he they've tried to make a fight for Perez and it's not been able to get done. I mean, Alex Perez, the first guy to ever fight for a title that came from the contender series, yes, man. Yeah, and that and that title fight was in I think November of 2020. Yep, and literally, here we are almost well, a year and a half, a little over a year and a half. The guy hasn't been he he's tried, he's tried to fight, he can't. And I look back to see, okay. Has he been the one pulling out of these fights, or is it the opponent? Well, it's kind of split. He's had it twice. He had the last time out with Schnell. He missed weight. Oh yeah, not good. And yeah. I think the time before that, there was one time before that with Schnell where I don't know he had an injury or something. But it's really it's it's not all his fault. You know, he had, his opponents have had a lot of issues, whether it's injuries or whatever. It's just a shame. It is. Naskarov, it is Naskarov Asprov, it feels like his fights fall out quite a bit too, even though he's we've seen him pretty recently, so I don't know, I want to see this fight get rebooked but I also would like to see Alex Perez fight on this card still I I just hope those are one of the two resolutions here.
1: Yeah, get get Alex Perez someone, man. Shit, if, the, if someone gets out of the uh, Bontarin and Manel Cop fight unscathed this weekend just throw them in Long Island that's, for all I That's get, a, that's a
0: great pitch right there Yeah, just
1: get him a fight
0: Now we do have one actual fight announcement, and it's a big one. And I should say that that announcement word should be used lightly. It's a fight that's in the works, yes, right now. Main event of the August thirteenth card, UFC is planning with Marlon Vera versus Dominic Cruz. Mm -hmm. I've -hmm. seen some mixed reactions on this one. I'm curious what what uh, camp you're in.
1: I like everything about it. You know, you sent this in the Twitter group, and I'm like, ooh, oh yeah, I really like this. You know, for one, it shows that Dom is done fighting guys that are unranked, and like Casey Kenny no and more all Casey Kinney's going to
0: pop up. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, you know, he's, he's wanting to get back into those elite status, and Marlon Vera, you know, he just earned his way into top five, so yes, he's fighting back, but like... Izzy, though, it's Dominic Cruz. You know what I mean? So this is still a huge opportunity for him. I think it's a great fight. I know, I think, after they went off a spinning back fist, Dana reached out to Robbie and said they're wanting to make this in San Diego, Mm. by the way, in California, which is cool. Dominic's from out there in Cali. Marlon Vera trains in California, so that could be a fun little atmosphere out there. What was the
0: rumored location that Ariel had put out there? (laughs) Boston, yeah. Boston. (laughs) Classic Dana. (laughs) What 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 the hell would Ariel Hawani yeah. know about what we're doing? Yeah, yeah, when they when they said when when Robbie said Ariel Hawani reported, I was like, Oh here we go. He like, fucked up. <laughs> I said, yeah. I'm waiting for Dana to say something and he was just like very very coy about it, just turned around. What the hell would Ariel Hawani know about what we're doing? Yeah. Just classic. But um I'm sorry, did you have anything else you wanted to say on that? Because I was No, I, I love the fight. I do. Yeah. Um I think this fight's fantastic. Now don't get me wrong. Like I can, I can see someone being a little disappointed. And I guess if you're like big Marlon Vera guy, you're maybe hoping he gets like a Peter Yan because if he wins that fight, then yeah, you or are no Hagen, doubt. You know? Yeah, no doubt. If he beats one of those two guys, he's probably getting a title fight. Yeah. Here with Cruz, you don't know because again, we have like this mini echelon tournament of guys or whatever you want to say going on right now. Alderman Sterling, the champion. Peter Yan just lost in the title fight with Sterling, and then you got T.J. Dillashaw, Jose Aldo, uh, Corey Sandhagen, uh, Maropoli Shvili, and yeah. then I would put these two guys as the other two in that kind of that group. So. Dominic Cruz, I think, is being highly disrespected. In oh, fight. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed this, but when I, I've been seeing just a lot of chatter about Dominic Cruz, not necessarily all pertaining to this fight. Some of it was from him and TJ. When TJ was saying some of those comments about Cruz, and I saw a lot of the talking heads that I, that I watch, you know, a lot of the shows, people that I highly respect their opinions of, but they were all giving their thoughts, and everybody talks about Cruz like he's... So, like, he's not that guy anymore. Like, he's not that championship-level fighter. What have we seen to say that? And I'm like, really? Like, are we really ready to count this guy? Like, are you ready to say that that guy's not got another title run in him? Because I'm not. Don't get me wrong. The Casey Kinney fight, relatively close. Like, you know, he's not like, you know, even the Pedro Nunez fight, he got, I mean, he took some damage, probably more than, I don't, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that he is as good as he was at his best. But I definitely think that he's still an elite-level Bantamweight. And because of that, I, I think he's got just as much of a chance to be champion again as like a T.J. Dillashaw does.
1: Absolutely. And let us not forget, Dominic Cruz at his best is arguably the best Bantamweight of all time. You know what I mean? So, like, it's high prey, or it's it's a very interesting remark to say like he still doesn't have it i think this is a winnable fight we could put him right back into top five and for all we know by next year he is fighting for that title again you just never know again he's not what he was like noah said but he's still elite it's clear i don't know how you say yeah it's
0: like saying he's not what what he was like again it's it's like that would be like people still harping on aldo not being who he was yeah it's yeah. like, okay, but Aldo is literally maybe the best bantamweight weight in the whole division. We, don't, we, we might find that out. It doesn't right. matter if he's not the king of Rio, the yes. best featherweight in the world anymore. He's yeah. still fighting at such a high level. Dominic Cruz, that's what it feels like to me. But yep. a lot of people, I've just been seeing a lot of people kind of just kind of writing him off a little bit. And I think this matchup is great. I mean, it's a great fight. Yeah. It's going to main event, right? You said? Yeah, that's what they, yeah. They're planning it to be the main event. Yeah. Marlon Vera, I'm loving the run he's on. I'm loving his attitude. Take no shit from anybody. He said yeah. Dominic Cruz had been ducking this fight. And now that Vera is ranked in front of him, he's like, come on, come get it. Now yeah. you want it. And Dominic Cruz does want it. He's ranked number eight. He's kind of on the outside looking in. But mm-hmm. I think that a win here for either guy, if they do it the right way, it could get them a title fight. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to say it will. There's a lot of matchups that need to be made. But this fight has a lot of stakes to it. Let's put it that way.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. All
0: right. Let's move on to the rest of UFC 275. Starting back on that main card, Dom. Flyweights. I'm glad that they're getting some shine on the main card here. Rogerio Bontorin taking on Manel Kopp. That's number eight versus number fourteen. Very weird stuff going on with Manel Cop in the last couple months. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if we ever got any actual answers to that. Um, I think if I remember, I did hear an update to that whole thing with his uh, yeah. You sent drug me it. Miss. There was a drug miss. Basically, what happened? He Manel Cop was supposed to fight. Like, was it last? Was it the last pay per view, or was it?
1: Yeah, it was semi recently.
0: Yeah, he was supposed to fight. on It was of supposed these to be a Sumatragi too. Suma. Yeah, Sumatragi. At the at the you know eleventh hour, the fight gets pulled. Middle cop flagged by USADA for one of his samples. I think are, he's allowed to fight because he's challenging it. Is that because that? Well,
1: and I also think it's because it's only in Vegas. That's where like the test was, so it's the Vegas oh, commission. Right, 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 right. But he's fighting yeah, yeah, yeah. internationally for this. Yes,
0: yeah, right. And I think it was You're like right. kind
1: of a picogram situation. Like I don't think it was some like
0: huge yeah.
1: miss, you know. Kind it's of. It's a thing. it's a lot of weird
0: stuff going on. Yeah. basically, it, and yeah. it's you know you you guys can say you know you can look at it however you want. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure, knowing how MMA Twitter is, I'm sure everybody will be you know given the benefit of the doubt, right? You know, until <laughs> yeah. proven guilty. Anyways. Right. <laughs> he is here to fight, though. He's fighting Rogerio Bonturon, who's really just kind of a mainstay in this middle of the division at this point. Yeah. A tough out every time out. Manel um, kappa a guy, former Ryzen champion, had a lot of hype for guys like us when he came over here. Had a disappointing start to his run. He seems to have put it together, barring no uh, <laughs> no potential layoffs from uh, PED. And make weight. <clears throat> yep, and making weight. Your thoughts on this fight, Dom? I love this fight. I do like this fight. Um,
1: no and I, as he said, were high on Manel when he came in, faltered. and really the faltering wasn't even him getting, you know, outclassed by the UFC talent. It was him not pulling the trigger. He was super um, just lackluster. The, the loss against Pantoja, a little bit more justifiable. Poor Pantoja, guy, just people forget he exists. But then the second fight for cop. Was uh, a fight that he should have won, and he just didn't go. When when he went, there was success, but he didn't go enough. You know, it was a, uh, it was Matthias Nicolau who's always yeah, in split yeah, decisions. Matthias we, Nicolau. <laughs> so, um, but here, you know, it's a good fight for Manel. He's number fourteen, looking to crack into the top ten. Bonterin, fun fact that I didn't realize hasn't won a fight since August of twenty nineteen. He's on a three fight skid, and then he has a no contest with Matt Schnell. I should have done my research and seen like what actually happened in that fight, but I didn't. Don't hold it against me. But regardless, it's a four-fight winless streak on paper. He's 16-4 there. This is another guy that was from the Contender Series. Good talent, ranked number eight, but just no momentum on his side. And for Manel, it's the opposite. A lot of momentum coming off two first round KOTKOs. He got the weight correct in his last fight, too, against uh, it was Zuma Zumagulov, who we just saw fight last week. So... I'm excited for this. I want to really see if Cobb can reach the potential that I believe that he has here in this UFC flyweight division.
0: Agreed. And for what it's worth, I thought Bontorin looked very good in that close decision loss he had to Brandon Roy Valley. Yes, very close fight. fight. Yes. So, you know, I think he's been very competitive in all of his losses. So I, 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 I get what you're saying, though, that the momentum still isn't there. And right. And you don't know mentally what that can do, just the losses is piling up. You're like, ah, do I have to – what do I have to do? Do I have to start punching with my – do I have to start, like, walking on my fist and <laughs> yeah, punching yeah. with my legs? Like, what do I yeah. got to do here, you know? So, yeah, great fight there. Um, also, man, you got to – I wonder, do you think Alexandre Pantoja, do you think he has nightmares, like, every night? <laughs> Dude, it's not so turning sad. Turning down that title fight.
1: I mean, I mean, it's tough. <laughs> we were seeing a guy come into his all, really putting it together, man, stringing together good wins and it's a shame. It, it's a shame. I mean, it not able,
0: I mean, he says not able to take that fight. and You think, okay. Although we Give him a month. Him for the winner, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. Looking for the winner. And then all of a sudden yeah, so much has went wrong ever since. I mean, he hasn't even fought. Since I'm looking got, right now. You got he fought Davidson. Manel
1: February 21, and then he beat he submitted Brandon Roy Val in August of 2021, and ain't ain't heard yeah. of him since since that fight happened. That Noah said,
0: yeah, because December was when that title fight was supposed to happen. Yep, he says yep. that he couldn't make that date. That they ended up pushing that fight back a month, anyways. So yep. then Davis sent Brandon Moreno trilogy bout amazing fight. Everybody wants to see it a fourth time. And then you have yeah. the rise of Kai Car France. Yeah, and now Pantoja's is like, really, and it, there's an interim title fight, and I'm not. He's into so far guys. away from a title fight right
1: now. It's so sad. It's so sad. He might have
0: to. He might have to fight Roy Val again just to make sure that Roy Val doesn't skip him. I don't know. I know. Wait, Perez needs an opponent. Throwing Pantoja while we're waiting. I mean, I don't
1: know, man. I just I, want I don't to see know if Pantoja Pantoja, I don't
0: know if Pantoja wants that because if you remember, Alex Perez is the guy who fucked up. Pantoja, Pantoja legs with leg
1: kicks, leg kicks, yes,
0: yeah. So I think Pantoja. If you said that, I think his legs start hurting. He's like Holy he's shit. watching a show. Probably watching a show, and you mentioned him fighting Perez again. He just his calf just started cramping started
1: cramping up. And, oh oh, he's nice. like no
0: say no bueno, you know all that. <laughs>
1: That's tough. Anyways. Next fight we're going to
0: talk about. Opener of the main card. A couple guys are getting some shine here. Jack Della Maddalena. Yes. Better known in these parts as Jackie Moon, as John Moon is call him. Back in action, and, baby. Uh... You're gone, Jackie Moon. Jackie Moon is ejected from the game. What did I say? He said that's my seat. And...
1: One lucky fan will go home with a game ball. That's
0: your head next time. 2-0 in the UFC, taking on Ramazan Emiev of Dagestan claim. Dominic, you've been a big Jack, ride-or-die uh-huh. guy. How do you think he fares here against the Dagestani wrestler, Emiev?
1: I actually really love the matchmaking here from the UFC because Jack was in an best recency bias a little bit but the best contender series fight that i can recall i've ever watched if you remember that fight that he had last year on the yes fucking if you have not seen that fight you need to go watch it um and then he debuted against pete rodriguez dismantled him in the first round so easy peasy right but now he's getting a guy in ramazan he's five and two in the ufc 20 and five overall he is 35 but this is a guy that isn't gonna i don't think be willing to stand and bang with jack if he is it's gonna be a mistake but if he goes to grapple, we get to see Madalena get tested in only his second UFC fight, which I think is needed to happen. I, I recognize the potential here. He's 25. He's got 10 finishes out of his 11 wins. He's won 11 straight fights. No, he started his professional career 0-2, hasn't looked back since. But I, I just love that he's getting tested early in his career. What are you made of, kid? I say this a lot lately, but sink or swim. That's what this is here. And if he can come out and shine, they gave him the main card opener for a reason, I believe. We're going to see uh what he's made of, if
0: in my opinion. Fireworks, hopefully. And yes. uh, following that, Dom, made a couple fights from the prelims. God, I love this. Jacob Mal, Jacob Malkoon, the disciple of Robert the Reaper Whitaker, taking on Brendan Allen. Two yep. guys who have opposite styles here, Dom. You got oh. Jacob Malkoon. Four decisions in his six fights. That's right, he's only used six. Five and one in his pro career, uh, as crazy as that is. While Brendan Allen, I believe, has like five de- decisions in like 20 whatever, however many fights he has. Yeah, I mean, he... just a very, the, the, the ratios are flipped there. Yeah, a little um, bit. So, again, with this matchup, Dominic, We've seen a lot of both these guys. They both have had pretty prominent placements on a lot of, like, fight night cards. So we've yeah. probably followed these two a little closer than most have. How do you evaluate this matchup? Again, clashing styles here, but is there a certain way you're leaning? I mean, the odds tell you that Brendan Allen's the the, the right guy here, but is Malkoud maybe? Uh, are the dogs... Barking a little bit.
1: Here. Oh, I think there's big um, potential for an upset, and that pains me to say because I have Brendan Allen when we talk about the bets here in a little bit. But I've loved Brendan Allen ever since he came in from the Contender Series. He's six and two. You know those two losses that he has are when he's like in different weight classes. Like he had the fight with Sean Strickland that he lost, and then he lost to uh, Chris Curtis. He took that fight on short notice, yeah. got knocked out by Chris Curtis. That was an awesome fight too. But like you said, he goes in. He'll get finished or he'll get finishes. He's a very smart fighter. He's getting older. He's putting it together with age. Malcoon, wet blanket. You know what he's going to do every fight. If he gets you down, you likely aren't getting up until the bell rings to go to the next round, and then he's going to do it again in in the following round. But Brendan Allen, 10 submission victories. He's no slouch. I don't think he's just going to lay there with Malcoon on top of him. I think this is actually a great test for both guys can Allen fend off takedowns if he's down can he get up and for Malcoon can you get Allen to the ground and if not you know we saw what happened in his debut he got knocked out in 18 seconds by Philip Halls can you stand on the feet with a guy that is dangerous in Brennan Allen uh there's potential for this fight to be a snoozer I tend to lean on the side that it won't be I'm excited for this one
0: yeah I'm gonna save some of my thoughts for the bed slip but it's a good fight Definitely. Yes, yes. Last one, Jake Matthews, the Celtic kid. Haven't seen him in a while, and he's back here to fight. One of the bigger uh, stories kind of going. Of the year. (laughs) Yeah, well, okay, let's calm down there, all right? Oscars, like, yeah. I mean, he's one of the bigger stories if you're, like, a a guy who watches fight nights every week like we are. I mean. If you're talking about one of the bigger stories in the ufc nobody's talking about andre fialo but fair <laughs> so calm down over there speed race but they All should right? start yeah anyway. okay i i think the people who know it's like if you know you know you yeah know yeah, I mean? yeah 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 if you don't know I mean, whatever I mean. I'm Not copywriting. <laughs> yeah. if you right. know you know kind of thing with andre fialo Dana's loving this guy. They're loving what he's done. He's 2-1 this year. This is his debut year, and he's already fought three times. It's going to be his fourth time fighting this year. Very active fighter. He did take that first fight on short notice, making a debut against... Who's that big-ass fucker? Michelle, Pahara, Michelle who's yeah. Like <laughs> I just who's love the
1: description a, of him.
0: <laughs> that big-ass fucking guy yeah. who is somehow like two years older than us, but... He looks like he could be my dad. I mean, uh, just literally. Yes. That don't make sense. Yeah. But coming off that loss, even though he put up a good fight, he's looked great ever since. Looked really good. Dangerous. Yes, dangerous. I mean, I think I lost about 50 bucks uh, <laughs> betting against him in one night. And uh, I mean, just the pain yeah. in my face. But regardless, Dominic, this is a very solid matchup, I think. Jake yes. Matthews. Yeah. It's, he's a weird one for me because I remember in like early 2018 watching him. He was on the main card of a pay-per-view and he was fighting Lee Li Liang. Yes. The leech, right? Yep. And that was one of those fights. As much as I love Jing Liang, not a fight that makes him look very good because he was like eye gouging and shit in that fight. Not great stuff. But Jake Matthews, ever the professional, just like fighting through it, showing that bit of that Boston spirit, you know. And uh, gets that decision victory, and afterwards, having you know, kind of winning a lot of fans over with the way he talked, the way he acted, the way he fought, and he's kind of never really. I mean, he's never, he's he's not like he's losing a bunch, but it just feels like he lost a lot of that momentum he had at that time. He's just never really taken the next step. Yeah. Now, my question for you. Cause I think Fialo is the bigger story here. Um, what kind of excitement are you feeling for Fialo? Is it feeling, you know, compare it to like a Hamza, right? Where we were just like through the roof, like, can we just wrap the belt around his waist now after he beat John Phillips, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. Where does it compare to like the Hamza hype that we saw a couple of years ago?
1: I mean, if you put a, you know, if you, if he wins that fight against Michelle Pejera, we could be talking a little bit closer to it. Right. But, um, you know, he's still, regardless, it was a great fight in his debut. And he has two first round knockouts since then, rather quick. I mean, he's fighting once a month, essentially, right now. Or in June, it's going to be his fourth, pretty damn close, anyways. Um, and again, like four fights already in 2022, debuted for the UFC. He's from UAE Warriors as well. I just have to point this out about Jake Matthews here. Weird career, as no already mentioned. He's 17 and 5, 10 and 5 in the UFC. He last fought against Sean Brady in March of last year and lost that fight. He got submitted, actually, in that fight. But, no, as I'm digging, as I'm taking notes, he's only 27. Just now entering his prime. Wow. He made his UFC debut. This blew my mind. In June of 2014, Noah, he was 19 years old when he debuted inside the UFC. And so, I mean, really, it's just kind of like when you look at it that way, this is going to be his eighth year in the promotion, his 16th fight, a bit of inactivity, that potential just hasn't reached the par that maybe it once could have been. But still at only 27, it's still there too. But this is True. not a this is not an easy comeback fight at all. So I do like this fight. This is kind of like the Malcoon and Allen fight in terms of like the styles of the fights, the way that they yeah. clash. You know, Malcoon's a great wrestler. He'll lay on top. Uh, he finishes at a higher clip, but I like
0: it i i i like how you worded that there because i wasn't really aware of kind of where jake matthews is at this point and he's a yeah i mean i i that guy had he had that potential at least in people's mind i mean it's a bit like a chase hooper you know where it's like people are so So invested because Mm -hmm. of the 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 youth and the talent and whatnot and you know he's just he's in a bit of a lull right now not just because he's coming off a loss but it's just been relatively not the most active few years for him, but maybe he's playing the long game, sustainability, Yeah, you know, just getting better in the gym, but only fighting like once a year. And then now as he's hitting his prime, it's going to be like go time to really go for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Now let's move on to the bet slip Dom, the below average one at that, because uh, Mm a reminder, we are not professional bettors. We are not here to give you betting advice. We're actually here to tell you what not to do. Oh. Every everything we put on here, we're like, "Yeah, fade us, bitch, do it." <laughs> um. So we got a big one this week too. Uh, by the way, yeah. By the way, odds come from uh, DraftKings Sportsbook per usual. Shout um, out recording this on Wednesday, so these odds should not change too much. But uh, we got a nice little list here, so. Um, Dominic, I think how we'll do this is um, we'll just go from the top down. I think that's the way we'll do this.
1: Yeah, singles to parlays. Let's
0: do it. Yeah, so uh, we're starting with Andre Fialo money line, which is two and a half units on this. That's because me and Dom are both putting money on this one. Dominic putting a unit on all of his. So any of these .5s, these nasty little decimals (laughs) on there, that's because of me. So – Two and a half units. I put a unit and a half on this one. I'm testing out unit sizes, people. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But minus 145, Andre Fiallo. I like Jake Matthews, like I said. But Fiallo, he's two and one this year. He's riding a wave of momentum. I get it. Like, I kind of made fun of Dom for saying, well, he's the biggest story this year. I mean, come on. This ain't, this ain't Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. It's Andre Fiallo, Dom. But, right, I right. mean, you know, it's... Uh, you know, I, I forgive Don because you know he lives in his bubble out there.
1: True, honestly. very small. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he is two and one this year and he there is a lot of excitement about him if you're a true fan that's really invested like we are. His last fight was in May, literally last month. Yeah. While Jake Matthews last fought in March of twenty twenty one. Yeah. In a losing effort and it was to Sean Brady. Yes, I know Sean Brady, very good fighter. I think that there's a time for, there's a, I can still see Jake Matthews, you know, eventually one day being a ranked fighter in this division, being a very competitive fighter in this division. I just think Fialo, I'm going with the momentum. I'm going with the guy that not only is the people who matter behind, like Dana White, but the fans seem to be behind him too. And he's just very confident in his capabilities. I'm riding with him and I'm sure Dominic uh you, you feel very similar there, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's basically a copy and paste, right? It is that momentum, and that's what a lot of people are liking, us two included. I just think the power is there. He's a finisher. The only thing, right, can he fend off the takedowns, and if he gets down, what can mm-hmm. we see? Because we haven't seen him get tested there. But if he can pass, I think there's just – he has more pass to victory. I'll put it that way in this
0: fight. The only concern is that Jake Matthews is big, He's big. Class. Jake Matthews is big. So, and Andre Fialo, not necessarily like the biggest guy in the division. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, now, next one. Two units on Jack, Della, Maddalena. That's right, me and Dom both uh, putting a unit down on him. He is minus 160 as it stands in his matchup with uh, – how, how's his person? name? Ramazan. Ramazan, uh, M-E-F. So my reasoning for this, if you want to go into the statistics here – uh, Jack has won 11 fights in a row. He's 11 and 2, so that tells you kind of how his yeah. career started and how it's going. It's going very well. Yeah. Uh, won 11 fights in a row. He's 1 and 0 in the UFC. He does have that win on the Contender Series. One of the best fights ever in the Contender Series. An absolute war between him and Angelosa. Uh, while Emiev has been more quiet about his career, he is much more experienced. He's 5 and 2 in the UFC, which is definitely a solid record. Um, I will say for M.E.F., he's coming off a loss. He's, to me, it's, a, it's again, it's the game of momentum here, Dom. I'm backing our guy, Jack, because I think the company is behind this guy. They're putting him in the opener of the pay-per-view. Um, I think that he's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of fan support behind him. I think this is a big moment for him, for sure. It's, it's kind of what you said, sink or swim. I'll even say it's a bit of a crossroads fight here because – I think a win here could send him to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> but uh, also a loss could kind of, maybe he'll never recover from that. You know, maybe he'll never be able to build back that kind of hype that maybe was once there. I like him to do it here. And I think it's going to be uh, quite the showcase, even against a good opponent.
1: Copy and paste. No more said for me.
0: All right. Well, I'll let you take over for the next one so I can take a break. And just but, <laughs> You got a couple here, Dom line Plays. Tell the people what's up.
1: Yeah, Noah, Joanna Champion, as she is also called, is back. We've already talked about it earlier on in the show. If you're watching this standalone on Friday, go back and check out our full breakdown of the fight from our podcast episode on Thursday. If you're listening to the podcast, then obviously you've already heard it. But Joanna's back, and I talked about it. I'm I was a little surprised at how much value you can get on a former champion with six title defenses that barely lost to Zhang Weili in their first fight. At plus 145, Noah, I, I'm, I'm saying that I'm willing to take the risk, but it doesn't feel like all too much of a risk to me. I think this is a winnable fight for Joanna. I think should she win this, she is on the right track to even get that title back. I'm riding with the former queen. I think it's going to be a great fight regardless of who wins. But again, at plus 145, um, I was all over it from the first day I saw it, like three weeks ago. And it stuck with it now at plus one forty five. Oh, yeah, the next one's me too. <laughs> Sorry. So this one is a little bit more risky, but I'm here for all the violence, baby. So Liang Na money line plus one thirty. She's owned one in the UFC. She's taken on Silvana Gomez juarez who is 0 and two in the ufc i love that i'm putting money down twice on two <laughs> fighters that are 0 and three combined in the ufc Boy. well thank god someone's got to win here I would, <laughs> yes, I would assume. Yes. right right unless there's a draw then i'll be pissed oh. anyways um so my method here or my the method to my madness liang na plus 130 she is a very uh kill or be killed another type of fighter a few of those types of fighters on very this aggressive very aggressive, very fast-paced. She's only like, I think, 20, she's 20-something. Uh, Gomez, Juarez, is uh, 37, so a big age difference here. And the biggest kicker, Leong Na starts very quick. Uh, Juarez does not, and she's lost two times in a row via first-round submission. Uh, Liang Na has a lot of submission wins, double-digit submission wins in her career. I think if she gets it done, I think she gets it done early. That plays into the parlay that I'm going to talk about later. But I think she gets her first UFC win. She maybe sends uh, Gomez Juarez away from the UFC to her detriment, but I think uh, the Asian gets it done here at plus 130 money line.
0: All right. Hand me the baton, Dom. I'm putting a unit and a half on Yuri Prohaska by KOTKO or DQ. Never know. Never know. But – yeah, so definitely I'm picking sides here in the main event, I, I recognize, I actually think I'm treating Glover's chances with more respect than a lot of people are think a lot of people think this main event result is kind of an inevitability it's the same song and dance we've done with glover for what five years now every time this guy is in a fight in a main event in a big fight whatever it might be people go oh he's gonna get knocked the fuck out by whoever he's fighting and usually that's not what happens i mean it started the anthony smith fight i mean look at what he did to our boy knocking his teeth out oh my god I mean, he had, he had he had Jason Herzog questioning his life choices. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, um, you look at what he did to the Polish power; he neutralized it. Yeah, yep. who, who neutralizes the Polish power? I mean, it yep. was just crazy. So, I'm done disrespecting Glover to share. I'm done overlooking him. Except (laughs) I really like Yuri Prohaska. And it's, you know, it's for the kind of same factors that I could see being a reason why he loses his fight. Which is why it's such a dilemma, right? Yuri Prohaska is so unpredictable, so wild, but so so fluid in the cage. He he really, you know, I I gotta give him credit for for a lot of the mumbo-jumbo that he speaks when he's talking about being a modern-day samurai and you know everything's energy, right? Everything. Screaming at trees. He's not, he was talking. I was reading something about him today. You know, he doesn't. He's not a religion guy, but he he believes every. You know the that uh, there's ener- energy and faith and blah blah. blah mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, this is interesting. You're kind of crazy, but that's that's cool. I get. I, <laughs> I fuck with it. But um, he fights very much like how he speaks. Like he, you know, he's just. He fights with, like, it's almost like the wind is just kind of moving him through the cage. Like, he just, he's always one step ahead. It seems like you look at, like, the Dominic Reyes fight. He got Flash KO, but, like, look at the finishing sequence. Or even against uh, Vulcan Uzdemir in his debut. He flows a bit, you know? He does. He's just so, he flows through the cage. And really, when you just look at him and Glover and who they are at this point, I'm not underest, I don't, I really want to say I'm not underestimating Glover, but Realistically, Yuri should win this fight because he's the much younger, the much more athletic, has probably the more well-intact skill set if you're going about the power and the finesse that he puts behind his strikes. Yes, I do think, even though you're right, Dom Glover, a high-level boxer, I do think the age has slowed him down a bit. Yes, he's still fighting at a very high level, but kind of to your point at the beginning of the show – those intangibles, I think, are why he's taking another step in his development and become a champion. I think his actual skill set is not as good as maybe it was a couple years ago. Yeah. But I do think he's still a very smart fighter. It's going to be a fight for sure for as long as it lasts. But Yuri, if he's going to do it, damn it. If he gets a fucking submission, he hasn't had a submission since 2014, by the way. Oh, no. So, oh, so, no. Twenty-five of his twenty-eight wins have been via KOTKO. I mean, come on. If 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 I think there's a better chance that this fight starts, Clover the share walks over to the other side of the cage and punts Yuri Prohaska into balls and there's a DQ win on my behalf, then Yuri Prohaska gets like a triangle choke or something. I mean, come on.
1: Those could be bold last words
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words, yes, right? Yes, yes. Now I'm going to continue on. Half unit. Brendan Allen, Jacob Malkoon. I got this fight to go to distance. Now there might be some people going, Noah, what are you doing? You fucking idiot. Like Look at Brendan Allen's finishing rank. But, guys, I'm Damn. telling you. Brendan plus Allen 150? does. He finishes fights at a very high rate. When I saw the plus 150, I said, I got to take a chance. Yeah, exactly. So I'm putting a half unit on it because you do have the. Plus 150. So, like, even though I'm betting less and winning less, I'm still winning roughly what I would get if this was at like a minus 130 or something like right, that. Right. You know, right. so when I look at this fight, Brendan Allen, only five decisions, but two of them have been in the UFC. Yep. Jacob Malcolm has four decisions in six fights and back to back wins via decision. Mm-hmm. If you look at Jacob Malcolm's only loss, it was. UFC 254, Abu Dhabi, Habib versus Gaethje. He was on the main card fighting Phil Halls, an absolute beast of a man. Yes. And Phil Halls, how would I describe what Phil Halls did to Jacob Malkin? <laughs> I would describe, what's that game that kids play where, like, they hit the ball around the pole back and forth? It's like on a Oh, string.
1: what is that game? Is called? that tetherball?
0: Tetherball, tether yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the ball was Jacob Malkin's. <laughs> Face and body. And there was like ten Phil Halls yeah. around the pole. That's that's what happened. Phil Halls tetherballed Jacob Malcoon into the ground in sixteen seconds. It was a tough debut. Yeah. It was a tough debut. But he's bounced back in a big way, including getting a win over AJ Dobson, a fighter that we had in the Ohio pleasure meeting yep. in Columbus of so OH to that. But yep. uh, why I just here's so here's really my point. Phil Halls. What, what does Phil Halls really have? Why did he get that fight over in 16 seconds? Well, he was super aggressive. He was very, obviously, he's an athletic beast, and yeah. he carries one-punch power, and he landed flush. Malcolm a little overwhelmed by the pressure, not ready for it. Brendan Allen does pressure. He does pressure well, but he does not carry that one-punch power like someone like Phil Halls does. Yeah. Because of that, I'm not saying for this fight to go to distance that Coon has to win. The wet blanket, the guy who's going to look to grapple. What I do think, though, is that Brendan going to have a hard time finishing Malkoon because unless you're like a bull running straight at him and throwing fucking fisticuffs at him. Yeah. I think he's very shown to be a much smarter defensive fighter than we gave him credit in that debut. And he's much more resilient and able to kind of – even if he's getting hurt on the feet, I think he's going to clinch up very well. He's going to have a strength advantage, I'd even say. And because of that, I do think this fight goes the distance. And at plus 150, I'm willing to give it a shot.
1: Yeah, to sprinkle half a unit at plus 150, uh, I think that's great odds there. And we both put a unit down on this. No, how did you come about One, you you switched it up last minute. You're like, you know what? I'm throwing a unit down. Explain to yeah. the people – the the thought process. Yeah, it? I got to give
0: credit to Dom for this one because he sent this to me, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like the odds on this, I was shocked. I couldn't believe yeah, it safe. was minus one seventy five. I <laughs> so mm-hmm. be careful with what I mm-hmm. say here. Easy, easy. Should I? Should I? Well, I got to play the vibes game here. All right. I would. I would be more shocked. at Here this we go again. Game. I would be more shocked at this fight going over two and a half rounds than I was when Juliana Peña beat Amanda Nunes. I mean, I think when you have these these two types of competitors who both just have such strong strengths but also have some glaring weaknesses, something's got to give. In that first round and that second round, someone's getting knocked the fuck out or someone's getting, well... But sleep. I mean, uh, yeah. just that's, that's what it is. Or someone's getting punted in the balls. If uh, I have anything to say about it, right? But um, as long as that happens under two and a half, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I mean, Dominic, you know, you, you again, like I said, Prohaska hasn't been to a or he well, he doesn't have a submission one since 2014. But I also think that. Uh, last time he went to a decision was probably, I mean, probably more recent than that. (laughs) But, I mean, it's still, like, yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, both his UFC wins have been been via vicious knockout. And while Glover Teixeira, probably more decisions on his resume than Yuri has the most finishes in light heavyweight history. So I just think that the recipe is there for this to be a banger and a fight that doesn't last very long.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree at minus 175. I think that's honestly one of the – more comfortable bets on the entire I completely card. I agree. I think it's so, my
0: personal, if I had to make like a best bet, you know, like a lot of people yeah. do, this would be my best bet for this card. Yeah, it
1: really does feel that way, guys. I mean, if you look at it, you think two and a half rounds, It's that that's half the fight. Will this yeah. fight end before the halfway point of, the, of a five-round championship fight with these two guys, their types of styles, I just... It just the formula is there. I think for this to hit, I think that's great value to be at under, uh, you know, at under two to one. I think it's worth the uh, the uh, risk for sure.
0: Yeah. So nice, nice stuff there. I like that. But we got the parlays up next, and mm. since I'm at the top, I'll go first. So some last second changes with my parlay as well. Literally, I had put in a different parlay today when I was putting these bets in, and I had to. Go back, refunded my money and change it. So here's what I originally had. Originally it was a plus 108. The first two legs were the same. Whaley Joanna, over one and a half rounds, Valentina money line. But my third leg, I had put Yeri money line. Mm-hmm. Now why you might be asking? Well, why didn't you put him via Kotko like you did in your singles? Well, you fucking Bitch, uh, Maybe I did that because I'm worried that it would be the one time that he would going yeah. a fucking submission win yeah. in his career. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to double down on Yuri because I, I do feel confident in him. But once I saw this Teixeira Prohaska under two and a half rounds, I said, I love that so much. I said, I'm doing it on the parlay too. Yeah, And because the odds are only minus 175, it gave me better odds on the parlay. So now it's a plus 118 rather than a plus 108. Um, I mean, I already talked about the Sheriff for Hoska. Valentina, it's kind of like a safe one, right? It's a boring pick, but don't get me wrong. I think Taylor Santos has more of a chance than a lot of these people that we've seen Valentina fight on her mm-hmm. run. But I still think that it's just, it's just... Valentina's just at such another level right now. She's so good. I just, yeah. I just have a hard time seeing it. And I guess for that first leg, like, Whaley Ioana, over. Uh, if this was over two and a half, I would not be confident in it. But over yeah. one and a half, I do think that there's a the chance that someone could get a finish here, which would be very interesting because I think most aren't expecting that. Mm-hmm. But I firmly believe we'll see this fight I think Ioana's going to take a while to get going. And there's a chance Way Lee takes a while to get going because she's lost two in a row, and this is going to be a big match. And I think both women recognize, I mean, I don't think they want to go through what they did in the first fight again. Oh, no. Oh, so no. that's what—that's reason one why this fight ain't going to yeah. be as good as the first one because they're going to be like, uh, I'm going to actually well, run away from you this time. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. take those same punches." I yeah. don't want to be Mega Mine, no, thank you. So uh over one and a half rounds, I feel like that's pretty safe. Uh it was like I think by itself it was minus five hundred that one.
1: So really? I'm okay.
0: Yeah. But uh yeah, Dominic, your parlays.
1: Yeah, so my parlay
0: just ever so slightly out trickles
1: no, it's plus one eighteen for him, plus one twenty for me, but I did go all money line on this one. So I did go with Brendan Allen, uh closed in when we got this at minus three hundred for Brendan. I am a bit nervous, right? Because Noah already talked about it. Well, in the breakdown, we already talked about it. Mal Kuhn, w- when he wins, you know what he does. He gets the takedowns and he holds people down. But in this fight, I, I don't think Allen, even if he gets taken down, I don't see him staying there, man. Even if it's like round one, you know, chalk it up in the books, I think he can just uh, you know, adjust mid-fight if that's the case. I think he has more pass to victory. I think he can... KO. I think he can sub. I think he can get the decision for Noah's sake in that half unit listed above. But I d- I really like Brennan Allen. He's putting it together fight by fight. Um, he's the bigger. Good, there's going to be a really significant size difference in that fight as well. So be on the lookout for that. I love Brennan Allen in that one. Uh, I went Manel Cape with the second leg. He minus two twenty. Er, no, I'm sorry. He was minus two thirty five uh, when we put this in. So that lowered the parlay originally from what I had. I think he gets another big win. I think he crashes into the top ten. Bontorin is a tough test. He's well rounded, good jujitsu. Manel Cape has an eighty percent takedown defense. I think if Bontorin doesn't get this fight to the ground, it's Cop. I think it's his fight to lose. I think he can win over the course of the distance. I think he can get an early finish. So I like Manel Cape uh, in that one. I'm going back and forth between Cape and Cop. It's actually Cop. The third leg. <laughs> I think Cape is better. That's why I keep I saying yeah. that. Um, third leg. The Queen, Valentina, me and Noah both have her on the money line. Listen, she's minus 630. She does help out the parlays a little bit, though, right? I mean, when it's odds like that, that's kind of your only option. Even I was originally going to do uh, her by knockout or decision at minus 400, but she has a few submission wins in the UFC. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to risk it. She's too good. I'm just taking her out right to win. Uh, I think she's one of the best fighters again in the UFC right now, one of the best we've ever seen. I think she gets it done, title defense number seven. Uh, And then, last but not least, this is a first for the bet slips slash nosebleeds originally. This parlay, to be determined, because the first leg between uh, Liang Na and Silvana um, Gomez-Juarez fight does not go the distance. The odds are not available yet on DraftKings, uh, so we can't place this play yet. But the reasoning behind it, it's pretty simple. Both of these one, first first and foremost, again, kill or be killed. Reckless abandon, especially on the side of Liang Naj, you heard in my discussion earlier for the single. She's got 24 professional fights. She's went the distance one time. Juarez has 14 professional fights. She's went the distance three times. All three of their combined UFC fights have been finishes in less than two full rounds. I think you, there's violence in this one. You combine
0: that. You combine those fights and the decisions, uh-huh. and that's like a 10% decision,
1: decision rate. You don't see that a lot in women's mixed martial arts, by the way, especially at this weight class. I think that's violence. It's the second fight of the night. We're getting started early. That's violence written all over it. Then I just love this main event because I'm taking under three and a half rounds for the parlay. It's minus 280. Honestly, that's still pretty great value too if you ask me. If you want that extra round to get a parlay, minus 280, I'm going to be shocked if it goes more than two and a half. I'll be extremely shocked if that main event goes more than three and a half. I'll rounds. be I'll be
0: hanging I'll be thrown off the balcony by that point. Noah's was going to be. holding no. on for hope in that last <laughs> round, and I'm like, all right, see you guys. Yeah, no, it's just done. So uh,
1: I, I'm loving it. If I had to guess, guys, I do just want to say again that's minus two eighty. I'm thinking from what I'm seeing from a couple people that have talked about the Liang and Juarez one. It's going to close around like minus 230, minus 250. So I'd say that that parlay, when you put them together, is going to be pretty close to even money. You guys will see, obviously, uh, when our results are in after Saturday night. But that's it. That's the parlay for me there. I love that one. That's the violence wow. parlay. So
0: yeah. Dare I say that might have been some of the best betting discussion we've had in our rebranded kind of uh, nosebleed, not nosebleed stuff going on <laughs> Yeah, here. yeah. Let's just uh, hope they hit it now. <laughs> yeah, let's go, baby. Listen, but, uh, the, the second
1: quarter's been tough, but we got we got to pull out. We got to get us out of yeah. that shit.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hear you, Dom. I mean, we're cooked, but that's fine. <laughs> I, mean, I get it. Right. <laughs> no, like them scrambled eggs. No, talking about. <laughs> so uh, let's get rid of that graphic because that poster is ugly. It is and, a little uh, weird. We we will talk just about the closing statements before we head out. God damn it! I forgot. Fucking plug the social media again. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I uh, really no. You guys know where to follow us. I mean, it's. We'll remember for at, Monday. At B A J underscore MMA podcast. At N T Baker underscore at sleep fourteen. If you don't know where to find us, I mean, I don't know. Just fucking look us up. Like, you can find us. There's no other leverage. We're that park. we're that big now. I mean, what are you talking about? You know? That's right. That's right. All jokes aside, it's time once again. For closing statements the way we end every show a way for us to talk about anything relating to MMA or not get some, get anything off our chest as we head into the weekend for that MMA action so Dominic what do you have for us on today's closing statements
1: no I've been on a roll with these lately I've hit like three or four maybe even five in a row but today I don't think I've got anything guys I'm excited we got another pay-per-view coming up but that's it yeah
0: okay um, I wish I could say the same, but I think Uh-oh. it's time, I think it's time to, Uh-oh. uh, address an elephant in the room. Oh, shit. <laughs> Not literally, there's no elephants here. <laughs>
1: now, if you would have, if the baby elephant would have <laughs> came out in the,
0: so, the,
1: Am I, should I be nervous? Yes, you should.
0: Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> so this is going to be, how should I word this? This is gonna be a PSA. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: I think it's time for everybody to acknowledge. I think we all know this to be true. Oh. This is excluding Dom. Dom has not recognized this, but This is not good. I think it's time for everybody to just say it out loud. GIFs aren't funny anymore. I think GIFs had their time in the sun. I mean I remember when those gifts on Twitter first popped up, man. Me and Dom are like seniors in high school. We were sending that shit back and forth like all the time.
1: I mean,
0: time. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah. I mean, great stuff. It had to run two, three years. I mean, gifts were just the shit. Uh-huh. But you guys, and I still will send a gift every now and then, just for the love of the game, you know. Mm-hmm. But guys, I can't if I see. a gif of Michael Scott saying I'm ready to hurt again I'm gonna stab my fucking eyeballs out don't do that if I see a gif of Tom Cruise saying show me the money again I feel personally attacked (laughs) (laughs) is this an intervention? I, I I didn't know if I should say an intervention or PSA. I really meant to not only target the gifts you use, but that just you are you are it's going yeah Uh, yeah. So okay, the intervention part of this is that Dominic loves using gifts, love them, yeah, and that's great. But he uses like the same three. I do use my
1: faves. You're right. Like,
0: how many times am I going to see? The the character from um, that one cop show, Saint Pain. Nothing. Oh yes, you Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm not gonna lie, Dom. It's it, it is becoming physically painful when I see one of your five gifts, especially like if I'm saying like, oh, I'm having a terrible night of betting. And you sent me some like Michael Scott gif about, like, oh, I'm, I'm in so much pain right now. I'm like, God damn it. I said, I, 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 I love you, Dom. Uh-huh. But I think it's time for you to acknowledge you have a problem. And your problem is that you're old and washed up. And <sighs> those jokes aren't funny anymore.
1: Noah, you're probably right. But in the great words of Nick Saban. <laughs> And I'm going to insert the clip. I'm not going to do it, so quit asking.
0: I'm not going to, so quit asking.
1: Well. <laughs> but, but, I will look into changing up the portfolio.
0: There we go. That's that's really what I need. Because, Dominic, as I've, as I've become older... And I notice these things. Like I become so annoyed with when I get on. You can tell when someone's like not a good GIF user, like you, because you post the same ones, and I'm just like, oh my god, like this guy. But but this at guy, least li- this guy, like like this guy, he types in sad and he clicks the first fucking one like every time. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like this is this amateur, you know? <clears throat> we have to dig deep. You search. You tr- just got to get creative. Um, I mean,
1: uh, Hamburine is the perfect example. Let's be is. honest. It, it is. is. Now, I mean, who
0: found that? I did.
1: But You no, did. It's fine. You did. It's fine. it's fine. I pissed myself yeah. in my bed that night. Yeah. The, yeah. We
0: all did. Now, <laughs> I'm glad that we could have this talk, Dom. Yeah. And I want I want you guys to put out there, what, what are your thoughts on gift usage? When you see your friends do it, does it make you... Uh, does it give you butterflies on the inside or does it make you want to stab your eyeballs out? Let me know down below. <laughs> There's no the in-between. There's yeah. no in-between. Uh, it only makes me want to stab my eyeballs out when I'm like losing money and Dom's like over here sending Michael Scott gifts about like, no, God, please, no. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. You're, oh, you're
1: responding in your head. You're like, yes, please, stop.
0: That's you to me. <laughs> so I love Dom, but... It needed to be said. I, I can
1: always appreciate a good sit down moment. I can, I can.
0: All right. Well, a somber way to end our show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope everybody enjoys the fights this weekend, especially Dom. You know, I hope Dom enjoys them this weekend. You know, yes, I've been hard. I've been hard on Dom from time to time. I I outright. It's too. tough. Love. I mean, proverbially speaking we'll be filming, we'll be recording this, these shows, you know, these episodes that you guys so enjoy and you will see me literally pull my pants down and take a shit on Dom's face. Sometimes that's a lot to have to take. If someone shit on my face, I'd be like, why did you do that? I mean, that it's just, it's yes. so, so for Dom to just take it and keep on Trucking. cooking shows yeah. what a professional he is. Yeah. And, yeah. um, You know, GIF usage aside, very lucky to have him here at the Below Average Joes. So with that being said, that's Dominic Salee, the man with 99 problems, and GIF usage is one of them. (laughs) And I'm Noah Baker. We're the Below (laughs) Below Average Joes, and we'll see you guys on Monday.